game once again by Marquise Munoz, tackled by Tolliver up the middle, but gets a first down, gain of seven for Munoz as the first quarter clock runs out. And we have a good one so far here at Schumann Stadium. The Broncos are tied with the Noblesville Millers, 7-7. Seven seven. We'll take a 60-second break, and we'll be right back here on Jeff 92. going to be an illegal sub against Noblesville, so it's going to be first and going about the half-yard line for the Broncos. Yeah, I think they're going to stick with that original plan and see Marquise Meadows right out the middle here. Grimes going under center this time. He keeps it himself, and he got across. Touchdown, Broncos! Maximus Grimes on the quarterback keeper from about half a yard out, and the Broncos take their first lead of the night here with 11.32 to go here in the second quarter. Put another six on the board. They're up 13-7. Yeah, I think you, when they were at the one, they had a plan with uh, Marquise up the middle, but once you get to that half-yard line, just sneak it right in. Big conversions on the drive as well by the Broncos to keep the drive alive and eventually get six points. And make it seven as Marquez with plenty of leg on that extra point. And the Broncos take a 14-7 lead, 28 seconds into the second quarter. Here from the shoe, Broncos 14, Noblesville 7. 
Yeah, Christian, we've got, you know, nice attack today by the, by the Broncos. You've got 10 for 13 passing, Maximus with for 131 yards. Marquise with eight rushes for 39 yards. Uh, and five different receivers tonight. You know, really spread out game, all around game for the Broncos offense tonight. I mean, really, that's what makes this uh, offense so dangerous is that, that you have so many different weapons that you can go to. Grimes on the quarterback keeper. His second rushing touchdown of the year. And the Broncos are ahead here against the Millers. The Broncos really used to playing ahead all season long. We really have not trailed much, especially in the last eight weeks of the season. And really, we're playing from ahead against Westside most of the game as well. Marquez lining up the kick, and he sprints up and boots it away. And this one's going to sail out of bounds once again. The second kick out of bounds for Marquez. So Noblesville will begin this one at their own 35-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, you've got Noblesville with about, you know, eight rushes and, and four passes. And seven of those, those rushes were from the quarterback. And Gramos made a lot of plays, been very solid running. And a lot of them, you know, most of the time when quarterbacks run, they'll take it to the outside. But Grimmel is not afraid. He'll take it up right up the middle. Yeah, he had a first, uh, you know, solid first five runs there for 22 yards, but lost, lost some yards on the last two, especially that last one with the bad snap. Lost 17 yards on that one. And Grimmel, 6'3", 185, listed here on the roster, so not a small quarterback by any means. And he's definitely showed it so far tonight. And they come out in the shotgun this time. He fakes the handoff under some pressure. And there's a couple flags as Grimmel throws it away. He is being chased down by Caden Stouters, as well as Peyton Price and Jared Nolte. And it looked to me like a, it is going to be a hold on the Noblesville offense. So great pressure put on Grimmel there by the Broncos' defensive line. They really got off the ball that time. No, Price and Stouters were all in there just about immediately. Yeah, the, the hold was from the spot, too, so the, from the 27 to the 17-yard line. So another tough break there for the Noblesville offense. But it's starting it at their own 35. They started at their own 17, first and 28 in the shotgun. Here's Grimmel. Levens to his right. He takes the snap, carries it up the middle, and nice job there by the Broncos defense making the stop at the 21. Justin Rand is the first one there on the tackle for the Broncos, and it'll be second and long at the 21-yard line. Eleven minutes to go here in the first half. Broncos leading Noblesville 14 to 7. Grimmel in the shotgun. Levens to his left. Grimmel takes the snap, rolls left, throws on the 
sidelines and too far out and out of bounds. So it's going to be an incomplete pass, and it's going to be third and about 25 for the Millers. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're offensively challenged, and this quarterback, I think if he was able to maybe drop back and set his feet and make a throw, he'd have a chance. But he, as long as the Broncos keep putting the pressure on him, he, it's going to be a long night for him. Well, the Broncos' defense really has changed its scheme here the last few drives after Noblesville drove easily for a quick seven in the first drive, but they've really changed the scheme and put a lot more pressure on Grimmel as he takes the snap. Now hands it off on the design draw to Blevins, and Blevins, a nice gain of about five, but it's going to be nowhere near the first down. At the tackled at the 26-yard line by Caden Souter, where Noblesville is going to bring out the punt crew once again. And about 20 for Noblesville. Knight off to punt it. He gets this one away, and that's a line drive right to Clinton Stephanie, who makes the running catch and gets across midfield on the return to the 48-yard line. Tackled there by number 24, Aiden Richardson. On the return, so the Broncos... We'll start off this one in Noblesville territory, first and 10 at the 48 after a good return by Clinton Stephanie. And 2 left to go here in the second quarter. Grimes hands it off to Munoz up the middle and turns his legs for a nice about three or four on the carry. Skyler Tolliver making another tackle there for the Noblesville defense. Grimes, once again in the shotgun, Munoz to his right. He drops back to pass this time, throws out to Derek Matthews, who makes a nice catch against the tight coverage by the Millers. That was number two, Justin Johnson Sparks, the best defensive back for the Millers. And right on top of Matthews, but Matthews able to make the nice catch for the first down. And he makes another juggling catch this time on the wide receiver screen, but only gets about a gain of one that time out to the 15-yard line. Derek Matthews with a couple tremendous catches there. Grimes in the shotgun. Munoz to his left. Takes a snap, hands it off to Munoz. Munoz with another nice carry, and he's still going inside the 10, inside the 5, out to the 3-yard line, Marquis Munoz. A very good run there on second and long, right up the gut, and just plowed right through the Noblesville defense inside the 5-2-3. Broncos moving quickly once again. Grimes takes the snap, hands it off to Munoz. They lost it on the handoff. But Munoz falls right on it. So it's going to be a loss of three. But it'll be second and goal at the six for the Broncos. Good to see this Marquise Munoz here tonight. I mean, you know, he had a, you know, weeks ago had an ankle injury. And he's been, you know, resting up and coming back from it. This is the first time he's been back at 100%. Looks really good tonight. Grimes takes a snap, throws out towards the sidelines. Way too far for Ryan Jenkins. 
That was a little bit of a risky throw as he threw into double coverage there on the sideline. And the third and goal at the six for the Broncos. 8-18 to go here in the second quarter. Grimes looks out to Shanley for a play call. Now signals it out to his offense. Maximus takes the snap, rolls a little bit to his right, throws the halfback screen to his left to Munoz. Nice coverage there by the Noblesville defense. That was, looked like number 10, Eddie Janik there on the tackle. Nice play there by Janik to stuff the attempted halfback screen pass by the Broncos. So Marquez is going to line up for the field goal on the left hash. It's going to be about a 24-yard field goal attempt here by Marquez. The hold is good. The kick is up, and the kick is no good. Too far left by Elias Marquez. So the Broncos not able to put any points up on the board after getting all the way down to the three-yard line. Well, a scoreless drive there by the Broncos, but still leading the Noblesville Millers 14-7 with 7.38 to go. Here in the first half, we'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92. I deserve a reward. After all, I found our dream house. Oh, pickle. Thanks. But I found out how much the house was going to cost, Pastor John. But I found us the perfect mortgage. But then I found out the house had laid off. The radioactive gas that's the second leading cause of lung cancer. You know what? I need two pickles. I found the phone number to call, 1-800-SOS-RADON, where you can get all the information you need to test your home and fix a radon problem. Mm. Some ice cream with this pickle. Are you trying to tell me something? Protect your family from radon. Call 1-800-SOS-RADON. 1-800-SOS-RADON. Sexual action here at Schumann Stadium. Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers 14-7. Five minutes in, just about five minutes into the second quarter as Noblesville puts the ball at their own 29-yard line after a nine-yard completion. They're on first down. Raymond in the shotgun. Levins to his right. Raymond takes it up the middle and gets a first down and a couple more out to the 35-yard line before he's tackled by Matthew Copen of the Broncos. That'll be a first down for the Millers. Noblesville still, still having some snap issues tonight, so they have not rem remedied that situation. A lot of low ones. And we've had, we've had some trouble there, and tough to get a lot of plays going when you have trouble on the snap. It's Grimmel under pressure, throws, finds a man, and he was able to haul it in on the sidelines. Wyatt Blades on the catch on the sidelines for Noblesville. Gain of about eight. And a nice play there on first down by, nice job by Grimmel and Blades. as a bad snap and Grimmel is crushed as he went down to field the ball off of the ground. It was Jalen Monroe with the huge hit on Grimwell as he went to recover the bad snap on the ground. So loss of 13 on the play. So it's going to be third and 15 for the Millers. 
The snapping issues have cost Noblesville tonight. Corvo takes the snap, looks towards the sidelines, has a man a little over his head. His hand. That was intended for Zach Gruber on the sideline, so it's going to be fourth down and 15 for the Noblesville as they get ready to punt. Jack Knight gets ready to punt it away once again. It looked like a promising drive as Noblesville got a first down and got it out all the way out to the Broncos' 40, or out to their own 43-yard line, but after the bad snap, really stalled things offensively once again. Hunt bounces on the ground, and a nice bounce for Noblesville as it rolls out of bounds at the, at the Broncos' 30-yard line. Nice punt by Jack Knight. And Maximus Grimes and the Broncos will get it once again after the defense makes a nice stand, taking advantage of some miscues by the Noblesville offense. Broncos 13 for 17 passing tonight and about 12 rushes. So that's some, some solid balance there. First and 10, Grimes throws over the middle, had Bishop Johnson, but Johnson looked up field where he made the catch, and it falls incomplete, so it's going to be second and 10 for the Broncos. It was a good play there. Like I said, when you, know, when you have that good balance between the run and the pass, it, it, it opens things up quite a bit. Grimes takes the snap. He shuffles forward, throws deep on the sidelines. A little underthrown, but Derek Matthews comes back and makes the catch at the Noblesville 25-yard line. Moves the chains once again, and the Broncos are in business inside Noblesville territory and all the way out to the 25-yard line. Grimes hands it off to Munoz up the middle. Munoz, nice gain of about seven on the play. Munoz making some moves out of the backfield as Skyler Tolliver finally makes the play at the 18-yard line to bring him down. Noblesville calls a timeout to slow down the Broncos' offense. The Broncos moving very quickly into this drive after the huge play. The long pass by Grimes just a little bit underthrown, but Matthews doing a nice job keeping his eyes on it and coming back and making a play and making the catch. Yeah, that was a great play. I mean, it's been the, the, the Derek Matthews show tonight. Seven receptions, 108 yards uh, so far. He's made a lot of a, a lot of good good catches on some balls that, that are tough to get. And the defender really not doing a great job of keeping his head on the ball as well. That ball was really up for grabs, just a little bit underthrown there by Grimes. Looked like it kind of slipped out of his hand a little bit. But Matthews doing a great job staying disciplined and keeping his head on it and hauling it in for a big game for the Broncos and then followed up by the nice seven-yard run on first down by Marquise Munoz. Let's hope they can finish this drive off here this time. Inside the red zone now. Take the hand off to Munoz. Toss on the wide receiver screen to Bishop Johnson. He makes a juke move. Juke the defender out of his socks and gets the first down to the 15-yard line. I guess they'll say it's a little bit short. No, now they're going to move the chains. So it's going to be first and 10 for the Broncos at the 15-yard line. It was a lot of work, but it got the three yards on the first down. He was very fortunate because, you know, 
He made, made a quick check move to keep it from being a five-yard loss and then they get the first down. Broncos Grimes takes a snap and Munoz takes a handoff and nowhere to go. Matt right at the line of scrimmage that time. 13 rushes for 58 yards tonight for Marquise Munoz. It was Eddie Janik on the tackle once again by Noblesville. Four receivers to the left for the Broncos. Second and ten, no one in the backfield. Grimes a low throw. But Jenkins makes the catch. Gain of five on second down, so it's going to be third and five at the ten-yard line for the Broncos offense. Under four minutes to go here in the first half. Grimes patiently sets up the offense. Under 20 seconds to go on the play clock. Grimes drops back, throws over the middle. Has the man, made the catch. Touchdown, Broncos! Brian Jenkins, his second score of the night on a slant over the middle and a nice throw right on the money by Maximus Grimes. And the Broncos extend the lead up to 20 to 7 here with 3.43 to go here in the first half. What a throw there by Grimes to right into the middle of the Noblesville defense. But Jenkins did a nice job running his route and finding a hole, and Grimes did a nice job hitting it to him as Marquez kicks the extra point straight through, and the Broncos with another seven. And now up 14, a nice pad onto their lead as we approach halftime. 3.43 to go here in the first half. Broncos 21, Miller 7. We'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92. Adopt your kids presents multiple choice parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, it's spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Back here from the Schumann Stadium, here at Jeff High School, IHFA Sectional 4 Football. Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers 21-7. 3.43 to go here in the first half. Yes, the Broncos with 21 unanswered points so far. Broncos offense and defense doing a very good job ever since the opening drives of the game. Broncos defense gave up the easy seven as Noblesville easily drove down and scored on the first drive. And then the Broncos, after coming up empty on their first drive on offense, able to get things going the last few drives as Yannick returns the kickoff out to the 35-yard line. So that's where Noblesville will start things off to try to answer back the 21 unanswered points put up by the Broncos. Three thirty-seven left in the half. Uh, I think it's important here for Noblesville to try and string something together before halftime. It's going to be interesting to see 
Louisville Stroll's really had some promising drives, but, you know, after some of those fumbled uh, bad snaps and a couple other miscues, just not able to come up with anything. First and ten, handoff up the middle to Blevins. Nice, solid run on first down, a gain of about three out to the 38-yard line. I mean, they have had a, you know, a couple, you know, decent passes tonight, but, yeah, everything's been negated by a 13- and a 17-yard loss on, on bad snaps. And Grimmel's really had a solid game as well. They had a couple nice throws. Barrett had a couple nice plays there on nice throws by Grimmel on the first drive. But, yeah, but we haven't seen anything of Barrett ever since. As another handoff up the middle. Levens once again on the carry takes it across the 40 to the, about the 42 and a half yard line. We'll mark it down at the 42, so it's going to be third and three for the Noblesville offense. Yeah, we'll see what they do here. I, w I wouldn't, you know, doubt to see them do a little play action uh, here and try, try and run the ball for the first time. Haven't had much success, too much success passing tonight. Third and three, Grimmel calls out the play to his offensive line. Now sets things up, he calls out the cadence. And a timeout called by the Broncos. Sort things out here. This big third down play with uh, time is winding down here in the first half. Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers 21 to seven. Gonna be a big play here. It's you know, the Millers really don't want to give the Broncos anything extra. The Broncos will be receiving the second-half kick. So, you know, decent amount of time left here in the first half. A couple minutes still left. So it's going to be interesting to see what they come out and do here on third down. Yeah, I think with two minutes left, um, I, my personal opinion is I, I think they're going to look to try, try and get it. They've had runs of three and four yards the last two two downs. I think they're going to tr try and get these three yards to the run. If not, they can, you know, burn another 40 seconds off the clock or so before the, the Broncos get the ball back. Try and pin them deep and, and uh, go into the half 21-7 instead of giving the Broncos another chance to score. 2.15 to go here in the first half. Third and, and three. They hand it off again up the middle to Blevins, and he's going to come up short. Tackled at the 43-yard line, so it's going to be fourth and two for Noblesville. Interesting decision. Tough decision here by Coach Roden of the Millers, and looks like he's going to send out the punt squad once again. You know, Broncos with two timeouts left, but... You know, they, they've elected to let the clock go here. They'll, they'll get the ball back with, you know, about a minute 35, minute 20, minute 30 left. Knight out once again to punt it away. He punts it away. That's a good punt there by Knight. Stephanie returns it with some room, makes a juke move, gets the outside, and it's tripped up on the outside by Daniel Cuff. But Stephanie gets out to the 26-yard line, so Maxis Grimes and the Broncos will set up at the 26, first and 10, with a minute 21 to work with, trying to put up 
another touchdown here quickly before the half. Yeah, you know, knowing this a quick strike offense, I, I don't think we're going to go in and try and be, uh, you know, just, just run the clock in for the half here. I think we, we're going to see some quite a bit of action here. Grabs, empty backfield, throws left side, complete to Matthews. But they, he stayed in bounds on the catch, so the clock keeps running. Broncos quickly get it in and set it up at the 29-yard line. Second and about seven. Grimes empty backfield, takes the snap. Takes the throw, now under pressure. Tolliver chasing him down, finds a man wide open over the middle. Marquise Munoz makes the catch, gets across midfield out to the 45, and the clock will stop to move the chain. 51 seconds to go, but the Broncos threatening once again across midfield and into Noblesville territory. Grimes quickly spikes it. Now there's a flag on the play. The refs are going to have a conversation out in midfield. And then Maximus Grimes with his last touchdown tied the Jeff School record for most passing touchdowns in a season. So one more will get him Alone in possession of the record. And it's an illegal forward pass. Intentional grounding or something of the sort on the Broncos. So it's going to be second and 15 for the Broncos offense at the 50, 48.1 seconds to go. Don't really understand the calls. Grimes was just trying to spike it. Okay, so more clarification. So you can't spike the ball unless you're um, off of the center. He was under the center and spike it. So an illegal play there by Grimes. Completion of about six yards on that play, so it's going to be third and nine for the Broncos at about the 44 as Coach Shanley calls a timeout to stop the clock with 39.8 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Broncos probably going to be looking to go deep, going to need 39.8 seconds to go, so, you know, a decent amount of time, but only one timeout left for the Broncos, so going to need a decent game, probably about 15 or so on this one. Yeah, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, a, a pump and go down the sideline to either either Matthews or uh, Jenkins. Both with big games tonight, you got Derek Matthews, eight receptions for 111 yards, Brian Jenkins, Four receptions, two touchdowns, and 61 yards. Both of them hard to defend on the outside on each side for the Broncos. Been, been a great combination all season long. And Grimes throws the screen pass out to Jenkins. Nice block there by Zion Austin. And But Jenkins is going to be chased down short of the first down at the 38-yard line. 
Block still running. Broncos going to hustle up and go for it here on fourth down. Grimes drops back. He's under pressure. He moves towards his right. Now throws deep, and it's going to be short and incomplete. So Noblesville is going to get it with still a little bit of time on the clock. 13.6 seconds to go here in the first half as Noblesville takes over on down. Yeah, I think he, I think he had a chance there to, to take off for the sidelines, get get four yards and give, give, give him an extra play or so. But he wanted to see what he could do down the field on yeah. that one through the incomplete pass. And Maxis had space with it easily for sure gotten the first down, maybe even a few extra yards as everybody was deep downfield in coverage. But Grimes electing to throw it. And yeah, that is that is what they call a, uh, you know, coverage play there, coverage sack. You know, you, you ended up throwing the ball away because everybody was covered. So that was a, you know, great defense there by, by the Millers on that one. So first and 10, Noblesville on their own 38. Grimmel fumbled the ball. But comes up with it, throws it out on the sideline. There is a flag on the play. Barrett made the catch and got it out to the 45-yard line, gain of seven. The false start or legal procedure on the Millers. So it'll be first and 15 on the 33-yard line. Seven point six seconds to go here in the first half. We'll see if Noblesville is going to try to make a play or if they're going to just take a knee and head into the locker room for the halftime. Grandma takes the snap. They're going to try to make a play. Now they hand it off the middle, up the middle to Blovins. And Blevins is tackled by Britton Chandler. Point seven seconds to go. Noblesville calls a timeout. So I guess they're going to try to make a play with point uh, seven seconds to go. I mean, we're, if Noblesville's calling a timeout there, they're, they're going all in there. They're going to shoot one for the end zone here. Yeah, I think they're, they are they may give some type of effort on something, but I, I really think they're going to struggle to have enough time with the, with the Bronco rush to, to throw anything that's, that's deep. Yeah, it'll maybe possibly try some hook and ladder play, possibly, but we'll see. We'll see what Coach Shanley dials up in the playbook right here. Third and six. They do have a trip. Second and six. They do have a, they have a trips to the right here, so we'll see. Grimmel in the shotgun takes a snap. And under pressure, he escapes out towards the right side. Under pressure, still being chased down by Price. Closing in. Monroe had him. Now that is Britton Chandler coming up, closing in, and making the huge hit to close up. Nice pressure there by the Broncos defense. Price. Um, Price, Monroe, and Caden Stouters were all closing in, forcing Grable out of the pocket, and Britton Chandler saw him on the run, and Britton Chandler came flying in and made the big hit to end the first half. 
The Broncos with a 14-point lead in this one, going into the locker room up 21-7 here against the Noblesville Millers. We'll take a two-minute break here on Jeff 92. You're listening to Jeff 92, celebrating over four decades of student-run radio from Jefferson High School, WJEF in Lafayette. I'm good, but I have a story, and I don't know where to start. I'm good, but I feel alone in the crowd. I'm good, but the past keeps coming back. When the service member or veteran in your life says, I'm good. Are you really listening? I'm good, but I can't get out of bed. I'm good. I can't sleep. I'm good, but I feel overwhelmed. I'm good, but I don't feel safe. I'm good, but I still have nightmares. I'm good, but I don't need any help. I'm good, but I don't feel anything anymore. I'm good, but I can't live like this anymore. I'm really not so good. Are you ready to listen? Suicide prevention is everyone's responsibility. Listen to the veteran or service member in your life. If you are in crisis or know someone who is, call the Veterans Crisis Line and Military Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 for free 24-7 confidential support. See that cute little dog in the pet store window? Chances are it came from a puppy mill, a breeding facility that forces caged, neglected, and often sick dogs to churn out puppy after puppy to be sold for profit. Meanwhile, millions of wonderful, healthy pets end up in animal shelters. This leads to the killing of more than 9,000 by the end of today. But with one simple choice, you can help. Just by deciding to adopt instead of purchase your next pet. Animal shelters are full of amazing pets looking for a home. When you adopt your new best friend, not only are you saving a life, you're taking a stand against puppy mills. When your friends see the smart choice and impact you've made, they adopt their next pet and share with five of their friends. Who share with five more. Before long, thousands get involved. Pet stores stop selling dogs from puppy mills, and even more lives are saved. And with your help, we can save them all. Visit bestfriends.org slash puppy mills to learn more. Halftime here at Schumann Stadium. Sectional four football action here from Jeff High School. We're in Lafayette Jefferson Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers 21-7 in a nice, solid first half on both sides of the ball for the Broncos. Yeah, Christian, I mean, I've got, you know, the, the passing attack at, a, you know, approximately a 21 for 27, 263 yards, so a, a solid... What would be what most teams would call a solid game? That's a solid half for the Broncos. 21 for 27, 263 through the air. You've got another 14 rushes for about 59 yards. So um, Maximus with a you know a solid night uh, through the air. Marquise Munoz 13 rushes for 58 yards. Um, and, and the and the receivers. It's, it's been our five receivers. The, the four receivers plus Marquise each have multiple receptions. Derek Matthews leading the way in yards with eight receptions for 111. Brian Jenkins with five receptions for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Tonight's on offensive side for the Broncos really been another showcase of all, all the Broncos' firepower. Like you said, Jenkins and Matthews both solid games um, receiving-wise, and Zion Austin also making a couple plays there. And, um, you know, then you have Munoz out of the backfield, and it's been great, like you said, great to see Munoz back and at 100% after you know, that mid-season ankle injury. But 
Munoz has done a tremendous job on the ground and ground so far tonight for the Broncos. And Maximus Grimes may have made some pretty good throws there in the first half too. So um, and then you know was able to get in on that quarterback sneak for the second touchdown for the Broncos. And then you know on the defensive side, the Broncos all all the way around really done a great job putting some pressure on Grant Grimmel, um after he made some plays on the ground um, with his feet. There in the first couple drives with the Broncos changing the scheme up on defense and, and really forcing them out of the pocket on some of those passes and taking them down and cleaning up. That's the biggest thing, cleaning up a lot of those plays. Yeah, the Millers with, you know, I'm talking about the Bronco defense, the Millers with, you know, 17 rushes for about 15 yards. I mean, that's, uh, a lot of that is due to the, the, there were three plays where they lost, you know, multiple yards. 17, 13, 8 yards, which, you know, which comes off their total. But, you know, you got 17 rushes for 15. Even with those, they're only around 50 yards. So it's been a solid night for the, for the Bronco defense. And then, you know, pass-wise, they're, they're 4 for 8 for about 36 yards. And, you know, like we were saying, I mean, this, uh, they're not going to have a lot of time. He's not going to have a lot of time to sit back there in the pocket and make a throw. Anything he's, he's going to be throwing is on the run, on the rush, under immense pressure. And he, they are really struggling with that tonight, for sure. I think we've known coming into it that, that they have some some offensive issues. Uh, they, they don't normally score a lot, but they also don't normally give up a lot either. But it, it's rare to see teams like the Broncos that have multiple uh, athletes. Uh, you've got uh, four you know, really good receivers, and, and you've got an outstanding running back and a good quarterback. Most teams, if you're lucky, has, has a good running back and a good receiver. But the Broncos have so many, and they spread it out to all of them. Yeah, and I mean, and like you said there with the Noblesville defense, and Noblesville only, the Broncos put up 21 points in the first half, and there's only been three games where Noblesville's given up 20-plus points so far this season, and two of those were the always perennial power in uh, Cathedral game one, and then Carmel put up 34 game two, and then outside of those games, the only one was Zionsville putting up 24 later in the season, so the Broncos, you know, hanging, you know, and, and doing a successful job against some of the, one of the best defenses, seventh and sixth A, so, you know, props to Coach Stanley and the offense for um, coming up with a nice game plan to attack the Noblesville defense and making adjustments in game, and, and they've had a great first half. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, overall, in the, you know, in conference, Noblesville averaged... 10 points of offense and average giving up 15 points. Uh, but you know you've, you know, you, Brownsburg, Avon, those are those are good teams. Uh, and they're scoring 14 and 17 points. And you've got you know Hamilton Southeastern, another solid program, you know, held to seven. So this team is, you know, they they've shown that they can play. But like I said, it's, you don't normally see offenses with with as much firepower as the Broncos have this year. That's true, and it's going to be interesting to see, and hopefully the Broncos come out attacking in the same way in the second half um, and are able to close it out here against the Millers. But we'll, we'll go in and go ahead and transition into the halftime show a little bit. And with some other big games in the area, Kokomo in section 11, Kokomo 4-5 and five on the season at McCutcheon right now, who is 6-3. Um, through the regular season, and as of now, um, Kokomo leading McCutcheon 12-7 the last time I saw an update, so uh, that, that was approaching halftime over at Ellison Stadium, and 
but also in sectional 11. You have 4 and 5 Huntington North at 4 and 5 Harrison as well. In class 3A, sectional 25, you have 5 and 5 Twin Lakes at number 2 West Lafayette, sitting at 10 and 0 on the season so far. And Westside um, shifting their eyes onto the um, state championship they're going after right now. And with the group they have, there's a very good chance that they get one. And um, Westside, with, with, you know, probably not, probably most likely going to get through this round, the semifinal round today, but next week, most likely facing Andrean. So that's going to be a tough sectional championship there for the Red Devils. And um, also in, in the area, 1A, um, sectional 42, you have the Central Catholic Knights, 4 and 6 on the season at 7 and 3, Tri County. So uh, um, the Knights, trying to get another win like they did last year and going to the sectional championship as um, they face Tri-County once again has been had a successful season so far, so we'll see if the Knights are able to come out on top in that one. And then um, other games around the state. Um, most importantly, the other game in our sectional, 6A, sectional 4, um, from Carmel, the number three Greyhounds, up on top big over the Westfield Shamrocks, up 21 to 0 at halftime in that one. So um, right now, you know, and if things stand as they are now, the Broncos would be hosting the Greyhounds next week um, for the sectional championship. So we'll see if things hold up there and, and uh, some other big games in the state as well. Six day sectional six, number one, Warren Central. 9-0 um, on the regular season at Ben Davis, who's had a rough season um, at 3-6. and six. In sectional 7, you have 7-2 and two Southport, who's had a great season. Quarterback Eddie Schott, one of the tops in the state, passing-wise, at number 2, Brownsburg, 9-0 on the season. And you have sectional 5, number 4, North Central, who's had a shocking season Really, to many to many people, as North Central had a you know rough couple years in their program, but Coach Kevin O'Shea really turning things around there, going seven and two, and being towards the top of the Metropolitan Indianapolis Conference um, down there, and looking to win their sectional championship. They're at Hamilton Southeastern tonight. Sectional eight, you have number six, eight and one, Columbus North at six and three, number seven, Center Grove, probably the matchup of the week here in the sectional semifinals in Class 6A. And then you have 5A, also a great game in sectional 12. Um, number one, New Palestine, who's, who's really one of the top teams, not just in 5A, but in the entire state. They ran the table going 9-0 in the regular season. They're at number seven, Zionsville, who's had a successful season as well. And then another um, solo NCC team and um, Co-NCC champs in Marion, number four in Class 4A. They're at Delta, um, seven and three Delta tonight, trying to continue their undefeated run in the season. Yeah, Christian. I mean, it's 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 playoff football. You you never know what could happen on, on, on any given night. You know, once you get in, you know 5A, 6A, and and once you the further you go in the playoffs, you've got teams that are that are there for a reason that are still playing. They they just need to make a few plays here and there. Um, you've got, you know, Kokomo McCutcheon, Kokomo up 12-7 right now. Um, Harrison, you know, as expected, taking it to Huntington North. Um, West Lafayette big over Twin Lakes, and, and CC 20-8 over Tri-County. 
Um, in a couple 6A scores, you've got North Central up 21-9 over Southeastern. And in a couple surprises, you've got Warren Central in a, in, in a dogfight with, with 3-6 and six Ben Davis, 14-11. And then New Pal in a 16-7, you know, close one over, over Zionsville. So it'll be interesting to see if the, if the favorites, you know, pull it out or, or if the underdogs can make something happen. I mean, it's, a, it's playoff. All it takes is one... One night, you never know, you know, I, I, I don't know the, the, the what kind of weather's going through, you know, the Indy area, or if, yeah. it's, if it's rainy or cold there, that, that, that has an effect, will give a rushing team an advantage, or or can, can neutralize a, a fast team depending on the field condition, so really exciting time to see the further you go in the playoffs, the colder it gets, seeing which teams, you know, can, can come out and battle, you know, the Broncos show that they have, you know, uh, obviously, we've known all year that just the defense is just outstanding. You know, the the front seven especially, you don't see, no, no one's run on them all year yet, um, and, and it's not happening tonight either. And uh, you, and then you have this, you know, this explosive offense with with four, you know, legitimate wide receivers running. And Mar- Marquise is back to 100% tonight, and, and Maximus is doing a good job of, of getting his uh, athletes the ball tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's that time of the year, that playoff time where you win, or you go home, and the Broncos, um, you know, with a big lead tonight. But we'll see. You know, like you said, all these favorites around the state, if they're also able to hold up as well. So, you know, an interesting time of the year. But uh, continuing with that interesting time of the year theme, or as we're transitioning from the fall sports to the winter sports, and um, one Bronco team had their had a magical run to end the season in the playoffs. The boys cross-country team with a heck of a job this season, um, making really a shocking run at the end of the season, making it all the way to sec- uh, semi-state before not making it um, past there. But the boys and a very young team as well in cross-country, um, five freshmen are the top uh, five top runners for the Broncos. So um, shout-out to Coach Fisher and the cross-country boys on their tremendous run this season and looking like a very bright future for them and going to be exciting to see what they're able to do here in the next couple years on the cross-country course. And then um, also last night as we transition into the winter sports, the girls' basketball team had a big scrimmage against uh, defending 4A state runner-up Zionsville last night. So that was a very intense game. Ended up tying... 65 to 65 with Zionsville at the Crawley Center. Yeah, Christian, I mean, that was an uh, interesting atmosphere as, as pointed out by uh, Mr. Stovall. It was, you had a couple teams that were in a rematch of the, the sectional championship last year and, and, and both played like it. So it was, a, it was a battle from the beginning. I'm sure it wasn't very typical of, of most of the scrimmages that you're going to see where, you know, People are just trying to figure it out, yeah. learn some plays, do a few things. Both of these teams are, are, are veteran teams, have a lot of good players that were out there, and, 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 and I think both teams wanted to see where they stood, and it was a, it was a good matchup. I think it's going to be a, a good season for both teams. Yeah, it was really a great way to open up, kind of open up the season for both teams. I think, you know, it was a little, a little questionable, really, at first. You're like, why are we scrimmaging against a team like Zionsville where it's going to be great, this intense, but... It was really a great test for the Lady Broncos as well as for the Eagles to see, you know, you know, after a lot of work in the offseason, both teams have put in and to see where each team is at. And um, going to be an interesting season for the Lady Broncos and looking to be a very good season and 
and looking to be one of the top couple teams in the state. So it's going to be a nice run, and the Broncos adding a few uh, new teams in the schedule to beef up the schedule a little bit with Northwestern, um, who has two D1 players, and then Ben Davis, who's a um, tough team out of Indianapolis, and then Penn, one of the biggest schools in the state out of South Bend. So um, some tough teams all around um, the state, and the Broncos will be competing out among the top of them. So it's going to be a great season for Coach Baker and the Lady Broncos. And also um, in the news, I'm sure everybody knew, but a, the big win for Purdue last weekend over Ohio State, number two in the nation at Ross Aid, really a, a one for the history over at Ross Aid and, and really was a historic environment. And, and it was great. Um, I got to call the game on round, Purdue's Roundhouse Radio, and there was just an outstanding environment and, and, like I said, one for the ages over at Ross Aid. Yeah, Christian, I mean, I think that just goes back to the facts that I said in terms of the big-time football or playoff football. On any given night, you know, both teams have, have, have kids who can make plays, and if, if you play your game on your night, anything can happen. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, with the college football now, too, is with the new college football playoff and only four teams get in, and you essentially, you know, you're, well, you're pretty much allowed one loss, but other than that, you pretty much have to go flawless the rest of the season in Ohio State with that one mistake and, and that you had seen kind of some mistakes and some flaws they'd had throughout the season and, and those flaws finally built up and Purdue with the momentum of the Tyler Trent story as well and, and um, going into last week and Coach Brom and the Boilers really capitalized on that momentum and were able to get a huge win for the Boilermakers and we'll see if they're They'll be able to continue it as they go into East Lansing to face the Michigan State Spartans who have had a solid season and sitting at four and three, um, just the same as the Boilers. So it's going to be an interesting matchup tomorrow um, at Michigan State. And then some other notable games this weekend. Number 20, Wisconsin five and two at Northwestern four and three. Going to be an interesting one to watch for Boilermakers fans as those two teams. As, long, as well as the Boilermakers and Iowa right now in, in a heated race for the Big Ten West title and a ticket to Indianapolis. That one's going to be 12 o'clock on Fox. Um, another one in the SEC, big matchup, number nine, Florida, sitting at 6-1 and one at 6-1, and one, number seven, Georgia, at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. 6-1, and one, number 18, Iowa, like I said, another... Um, power in the Big Ten West at number 17, 5 and 2, Penn State. That's going to be a big one on ESPN at 3:30. And uh, to close out the night, another big one in the Pac-12, number 14, Washington State at number 24, Stanford. That one at 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 network. So um, a, a pretty good slate of college football games to watch um, tomorrow night and tomorrow during the day. So it's going to be a fun day of college football. Um, in the whole country. Well, Christian, looks like we're getting ready to, to kick it off here again. I'm both teams getting back on the sidelines. We're gonna gonna see the you know the first drive for, for both teams is you know gonna be very important. Um, looks like the the halftime score of our uh, other sectional game. You got you know Carmel up 21-0 over Westfield. Um, if the Broncos win, they w they will host next week. It'll be interesting. And We've got a whole half of football ahead of us, but first we'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92.
Adoptive Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, it's spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Back here on Jump 92 from Schumann Stadium. Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers 21-7 as Noblesville Jack Knight lines up to kick get away, and that is a big kick. Returned at the 10-yard line by Brian Jenkins. He gets a block on the outside by Johnson, and Jenkins breaks off another tackler. Still on his feet, and finally wrestled out of bounds at the 24-yard line, so that's where the Noblesville Millers will start things off here in the second half. Or, I'm sorry, the Broncos will start things off here in the second half. Here we go, big big second half. It is a big one. Both season on the line, one team, win or go home. Both teams need to establish it right off the bat here. First and ten, Grimes empty backfield, throws right side to Jenkins. He gets up the sideline and is finally knocked out of bounds at the 30-yard line. It's flag on the play. Penalty looks to be on the Broncos. No flag. So now they pick up the flag, so gain of about five on first down out to the 29-yard line, so it's going to be second and five for the Broncos. Grimes in the shotgun. Munoz to his right, throws, risky pass, almost picked off there on the sidelines. It was off the hands of Carson Sanders there, the defensive back in coverage. Yeah, I don't think he, he saw that linebacker that dropped into coverage there. Third and six. For the Broncos. Hand out to Munoz up the middle, and he runs into a brick wall at the line of scrimmage. Tolliver, or no, that was Davis there on the tackle. Dalton Davis, the big offensive and defensive lineman for the Millers, able to make the stop, and the Broncos are forced to a three and out here on drive number one in the second half. Yeah, like we said, Christian, I mean, this, this first drive from each team is going to be very important to, to establish their, you know, this half and where the, how this game's going to end up. Brian Jenkins back to punt, and then snap way over his head. Bad miscue there. Jenkins going to try to make a play out of it, and he is brought down way deep in Broncos territory at the nine-yard line. Is where Noblesville will start things off. So not the start to the second half that the Broncos were looking for here in this one. 
Got the break there for the Broncos on the first on the three and out, and then on the bad snap as they got ready to punt it away. Well, let's see if the, the Bronco defense can hold here. They've done a good job so far tonight. First and goal at the 10, or at the 9 for Noblesville. Dermo takes the snap, hands it off up the middle to Blevins, and he runs into a train at the front line. Ritten Chandler meets him at the line of scrimmage and says, no more, sir. Yeah, I think, as we said, they're, you're, you're not running the ball up the middle on the Bronco defense. That, that front seven is, is as solid as they come. They bring a lot of pressure. They contain pretty well. Um, any success you're going to have is probably to the outside. Second and goal, once again at the nine-yard line. Pistol formation for Noblesville. Two running backs, one behind and one to the right of Grimmel. He takes the snap. Whips the throw, throws out towards the sidelines, incomplete. That was intended for number five, Jack Knight. Or I'm sorry, number six, Zach Gruber, was the receiver intended on the pass. Yeah, Gremmel has had trouble tonight, you know, even, even getting passes off. Each time he's under pressure, you're going to struggle with, you know, play action plays against this team. You, you just don't have enough time. You, you, your only chance is to drop back into a three-step drop and, and hope that, that you're hitting your receiver on a play. Third and goal for Noblesville. We'll see if Grimmel can make, Grimmel can make a throw here. He draws back, has time this time, throws towards the end zone and into the hand of Zach Gruber. Touchdown, Millers. Grimmel lofted it up in the left corner of the end zone, and Gruber... Juggled it just a little bit, but finally hauled it in. And Noblesville puts a quick six up here in the second half at the first drive, cutting it down to 21 to 13. Well, plenty of time left in this game for either team to really, you know, call it quits. Offsides on the Broncos, so it's going to be kicked from the one-and-a-half yard line. Yeah, Christian, hopefully we'll see a, a repeat of the first half to where Noblesville gets the first seven and Lafayette Jeff gets the next 21. That's true. I didn't realize that. That's a good point there. Uh, you know, as, as always, you, you have to answer. That's true, and it's going to be interesting to see what Coach Stanley and the Broncos have dialed up in the playbook for next drive, and we'll see what Roden, Coach Roden and the, and the Millers are going to um, bring out on defensive, on the defensive side of things next drive as another offside there in the Broncos. So it's going to be kicked now from the three-quarters yard line. Broncos, not a great start here to the second half. Noblesville does not want to take a chance on, you know, getting stopped going for that one yard, so they, they want to they hopefully have it at a seven-point game. Knight, out to kick. It is up, and it is through. And it is a seven-point game here at Schumann Stadium, sectional four action. 
here from Jeff High School. Your Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers 21 to 14. We'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92. Hey, it's real estate expert Mike Aubrey. I see this all the time. Sir, you're driving in circles. Lots of homeowners are current on their payments, but can't get a lower rate or better terms because they're underwater on their mortgages. But if your mortgage is owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, there is a way. Go to harp.gov and see if you qualify. Thanks, Mike. Harp.gov, your best route to a better mortgage. We're back here on Jeff 92 from Schumann Stadium. And Nate Franklin joining us now on the call. He's been on with me the last couple games, and uh, we're doing a three-man crew for the rest of this one. Yeah, Christian, you, you know, we, we, it was just a, a fade in the back of the end zone. Looks like um, Stephen Stephanie on the coverage, and he uh, appeared to, to slip a little bit, and that they were able to get it in the corner of the end zone. Knight getting ready to kick for Noblesville. Here's the way, and it's going to roll out of bounds. That one was close into falling through the end zone. It's going to roll out of bounds. That's three-yard line for the Broncos. Well, started out at the 35 in this one. So Maximus Grimes and the Broncos trying to get some more points in this one, trying to answer to the seven put out by Noblesville after going three and out in drive number one. Yeah, I think obviously from what we've seen so far, really all you got to do, you know, for the Broncos is, you know, just keep getting positive yards, no turnovers, and, you know, and no, no miscues. I mean, obviously that bad snap is the same as a turnover, even worse with the field position it gave them. First and ten, handoff to Munoz up the middle, breaks through, and try to juke towards the outside, but nice wrap-up there by Zach Groover. But a gain of four, nice solid gain on first down by Munoz. Second and six, Grimes takes the snap, quickly throws outside to Matthews, and it falls on the ground incomplete, so it's going to be third and five for the Broncos. Yeah, that pass almost looked like a curveball or a slider because it started up and it <laughs> yeah. dropped right down to his feet. Yeah, Grimes kind of lost it a little bit there and trying to get about one yard forward, but about 10 or 15 yards out towards the sidelines. Uh, Grimes pitches it out to Munoz and short sideline to work with, and Munoz not able to pick up the first down. Gain of about three out to the, about the 43-yard line, so it's going to be fourth and short for the Broncos. Big decision here for Coach Shanley, and looks like he's going to leave them out to go for it here on fourth and short. I think uh, Coach Shanley channeling his inner Jeff Brom here on this one. Fourth and two. Empty backfield here for Maximus Grimes on fourth and two. He takes the snap, throws quickly to the sidelines. Brian Jenkins holds it in. Heck of a play there by Brian Jenkins as Zach Gruber was in coverage. And the throw a little bit high by Grimes, but Jenkins holds on as Gruber wrapped him up. 
right away. First and ten. Swing pass to Bishop Johnson. Incomplete. Questionable play there. Looked like he was he was tackled while the ball was still in the air. College football update. Thanks to uh, Mr. Long at the board. The uh, the Indiana fan there at the board. Hoosiers down against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, seven to three in the first quarter in some Friday night Big Ten football. Second and ten at the 49. Grimes taking himself has it, some lot of room up the middle, but it's tripped up after a gain of about seven out to the 42-yard line. So it's going to be third and three for the Broncos. Munoz takes it straight up the middle for another first down and a gain out to the 34-yard line. And the Broncos are inside of Noblesville territory and threatening to score once again. Grimes with Munoz next to him, takes the handoff, and he's under pressure, breaks the tackle, keeps his eyes up the field, and throws a bullet out of bounds in the direction of Derek Matthews, but Matthews not able to haul it in. That ball was thrown with some velocity behind it. That looks like me out there throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> he threw that one. Grimes was just trying to get, away, get rid of that one. Second and 10 at the 34, takes a snap. Drops back, throws deep, intended for Brian Jenkins, but incomplete, way over his head. And good coverage downfield by the Millers, so it's going to be third and 10 for the Broncos. Restraining completions there for the Broncos. Let's see what they can dial up here on third and ten. The Broncos have had some big third down conversions so far this game. We'll see if they can get another one. It Grimes rolls right, throws, and then nice throw on the money and nice catch by Zion Austin and had another big third down conversion out to the 19-yard line and inside the red zone for the Broncos offense. Grimes in the shotgun. Munoz takes the handoff and gets a decent gain of about three on that one. Broncos want the flag for a horse collar, but none thrown as Yannick made the tackle for the Millers. And Munoz, Oblin, looks like it, it's that ankle again. Not a good sign for the Broncos. Munoz with 18 carries for 77 yards tonight. It looked, looks like it's exactly his ankle, too, and Munoz looks very shaken up as he hobbles off to the sidelines. Grimes takes the snap. He drops back under pressure, rolls towards his right, going to make a play with his feet, and he runs out of bounds after a gain of just a couple. Nice pursuit there by the Noblesville defense. Looks like it was number nine, Carson Sanders, in pursuit of Grimes on that one. Third and about five at the 19, or at the 14. Grimes swings it left side to Hogan, who is tackled for a loss back to about the 19-yard line, so it's going to be fourth 
and nine for the Broncos. Looks like they're going to leave out the offense to go for it again on this one. Will be a decently long field goal attempt. It'll be about 36 yards, so Coach Sanders feels more confident in this offense, and he's going to go for it. Fourth and nine on the 19, under seven minutes to go here in the third quarter. Hogan out in motion towards the left. Grimes drops back, throws over the middle, has a man, Zion Austin makes the catch, and pulls through, touchdown Broncos! Nice play on fourth down, the Broncos with another huge conversion, and Grimes delivers on the throw to Zion Austin up the middle in the seam, and Zion Austin with two big catches on the drive and plows through for another six. Great play on fourth down by the Broncos. That would be Zion's fourth catch of the night for 68 yards, a 19-yard touchdown on this plan. And with that touchdown as well, Maximus Grimes sets the record for most passing touchdowns in Jeff football history. As Elias Marquez kicks it through, and the Broncos answer to Noblesville 7 to start the second half. And they keep that 14-point lead up 28-14 to 14 with 6.39 to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, I thought it was a bad luck when I showed up. <laughs> no was going down, scored a touchdown, and then so I feel good to see the Broncos get back in the end zone. Yeah, that was a nice drive, and, and similar drive to what we've seen all night long. The Broncos with some big conversions on third down and on fourth down as well a couple times in that drive, and, and the Broncos really staying patient and Grimes making some great decisions and finding, did a nice job finding Zion, Zion Austin up the middle, up the scene on that play. Yeah, like I said, hopefully it's a uh, repeat of the first half. Give, give up the first seven, score the next 21. And give it to Coach Stanley on that one, uh, making some gutsy calls, going for it on fourth down twice in that drive. And the Broncos reaping the benefits. Big risk, big reward. Broncos getting the reward side of it both times that drive. Broncos get ready to kick it away. Marquez ready to boot it deep for the Broncos. And the kick, shallow kick returned by the Millers. And get a couple good blocks and break through, break across midfield. And it's finally brought down at the 40-yard line. Zienic was the returner for the Millers, and a nice return, the second big return of the night by the Millers. That'll give them some good field position inside Bronco territory at the 40-yard line to start this drive. Yeah, with the, with the issues that Noblesville's had overall on the night, moving the ball, uh, you know, the, the best thing Jeff can do is you know, hopefully, you know, pin them deep and give them a long field. Giving them a short field is, is not a good thing on a night like tonight. You don't want to give them, give them those opportunities. Yeah, the opening kickoff, Nobles Row returned all the way to about the Broncos, what, 30 or 30 yard line or so, and they scored off of that one. So we're, we'll see if they're able to score off of this one as well. First and 10, handoff up the middle of Blevins, and he gets through somehow. About all the Broncos defenders were there. But Levin somehow escapes 
the pile and gets a nice gain of nine on first down. Yeah, that run almost looked like Rondell Moore's run against the Ohio State right there. Thought he was going down and stayed up. Yeah, I did. It, I, mean, it, I, didn't, I still don't know how he escapes. About the whole Broncos defense is there. For you kids listening at home, make sure you tackle to the whistle. Romo hands it off to Zianic this time, and he gets to the outside. A nice game by Zianic. Gets the first down inside the red zone and out to the 11-yard line, and the Millers are knocking on the door of the Broncos, trying to answer back to the seven that the Broncos just put up on the board. Zanuck with some fresh leg. That was his first carry of the night. Goes for 19. And Gremmel throws in the end zone and caught. Touchdown, Miller. Zach Groover once again. The same play, sort of a fade towards the sidelines. And Groover with a nice over-the-shoulder catch. And Gremmel with a nice over-the-shoulder throw. And the Millers are staying in it, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Broncos. Now down to 28-20 with 5.39 to go here in the third quarter. Noblesville's last two passes, both touchdowns for 9 and 11 yards. Jack Knight picks it up, and it is good. And a another touchdown after a good field position that started off on the good kick return by the Millers. And Noblesville goes 40 yards to the end zone to answer the Broncos' points. They are still in it. We've got a good one here from the shoe. 5.39 to go here in the third quarter. Broncos lead the Millers 28-21. We'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92. When you went car shopping, Union is you. You vehicle history searches beyond test drive. You out-salesman the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, here on Jeff 92. Broncos leading Noblesville 28-21. Another update from Carmel. The Greyhounds still extending their lead over the Shamrocks. They now lead 28-0 over Westfield in this one. And it will be interesting to see this one Little battle here from the shoe. Really, to me, kind of resembling a lot of the Westfield game last year in sectionals here at the shoe. Kick is away, and Johnson returns it from the three-yard line. He gets to the outside, and a nice return by Johnson. He's still going up the sideline and gets it all the way out to the 45-yard line, but there are flags on the play, most likely a block in the back or a hold against the Broncos, but a nice return there by Bishop Johnson, likely to be negated by these penalties. Yeah, the, 
when you have those long returns, the, and there's a lot of time in there. Guys get their backs turned, get turned to the side, and you're holding a block in the front of them. And as they get turned, maybe chasing them, you end up pushing them in the back, possibly. And there's uh, lots of things that happen there. Nice on those long returns, but holding a block that long tends to be difficult. And Johnson hit the outside hard and blew up that sideline. Looks like he was looked like he was about to break it for a second, but then the flags flew, and the Broncos, instead of starting it at about the 45, they'll start it at their own 22. And in motion, Zion Austin throw out to the left side, incomplete, intended for Derek Matthews. Maximus Grimes, 26 for 38, 304 tonight. About to run out of space there on your Door <laughs> seat for him, already onto the second line. Second and ten, handoff to, is that Munoz, or no, that's Hogan, on the rush. Gain of about five, nice solid run there by Hogan, and good sign for the Broncos, Marquise Munoz running back onto the field here on third and five for the Broncos. Rhymes in the shotgun, Munoz to his right, two to the right, one to the left, hand out to Munoz, and he's not able to get much on that one. Gave maybe one on the rush. So a three and out for the Broncos as they will bring out the 10th punt squad. Coach Shanley not going to be, not going to risk this one. Too big of a risk this time as Ryan Jenkins getting ready to punt it away for the Broncos. Yeah, fourth and four at your, at your 28. You're not really going to take that shot at this point of the game. Jenkins deep. He punts it away. Returned by the Millers. That's a nice, gets a couple nice blocks. Groover takes it across midfield and is finally brought down by a bunch of Broncos. Yeah, Christian, this is their, you know, their third drive of the half, and, and each, one of, each one of their drives this, this half has started inside Bronco territory. Noblesville special teams has done a tremendous job on their returns so far. I, th I believe the, you know, the farthest back they started was the 35-yard line, their own 35, so... Noblesville's offense has started with great field position in each of their drives so far tonight. That number 10 to Zenit gave him a little spark that last time. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, uh, you know, get another carry here. Two running backs in the backfield for Noblesville. Handoff to Blevins this time, and he gets a gain of a couple before he's met by the whole Broncos defensive line. Gain of two out to the 45-yard line. And Levins and Janik both back there in the backfield for Noblesville. Janik be going both ways here in the second half for Noblesville. Janik to the left, Levins behind Groover or Grimmel, and Janik takes the carry to the left side. 
and gets it out to about the 42-yard line, but there is a flag on the field. It's going to be a shot block against the Noblesville offense. Don't see that one too much anymore, but refs make the call this time, and it's going to be a penalty, a costly penalty against Noblesville. As they had about third and five, nice third down range, but it's, this one's going to bring it back quite a bit. Yeah, that's exactly what the Broncos needed. You want to you want to get get them in a long, long yardage situation for a first down. Could could have been a big miscue. We'll see what comes out of it, but could be a big miscue for the Noblesville offense as they were really gaining some momentum with that big stop their defense made and and we're driving only down seven, but this one brings it all the way back to their own 40-yard line. That's going to be second and 23. Grimmel takes the snap, throws deep down the sidelines into double coverage, and over the head of Zach Grimmel, Stephen Stephanie, and John L. King were back in coverage for the Broncos, so it's going to be third and 22 for Noblesville. Gave him some good, gave the quarterback some good pressure, and then you you had a you know the corner and the safety both both there for that one. They tried another pump and go to to number six Groover. Good coverage there by King and Stephanie in third and 22. Grimmel drops back once again. Now hands it off on the draw to Blevins. He makes a couple moves and is finally brought down. Kyle Wyatt, the first one there on the tackle as Blevins takes it all the way out to the Noblesville 47-yard line. So the Millers going to bring out the punt crew here to punt it away to the Broncos. Yeah, if anything, well, what we need here is just to, just to flip this field, you know, get some good, uh, get a good drive going, get it into their territory, and make them, make them have to earn their yards. Pretty good punt there by Knight. Stephanie picks it up at the 10-yard line with a running start and gets all the way out to the 20, but there is a flag on the play. Ruff got some distance throwing that flag through He threw that flag probably 15 or 20 yards. Ruff, I think he's trying to get a try out here. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted to just showcase the gun right there. Penalty against the Broncos, going to bring it back. Blocking the back on the Broncos. So they're going to start back at their own 10-yard line. Horrible field position to start the drive for the Broncos. 2.13 to go here in the third quarter in this one. Broncos leading Noblesville 28-21 here in the sectional semifinal of sectional four. Grimes in the shotgun. Munoz to his left. Jenkins in motion. Grimes does the little shovel pass to Jenkins, and he gets a move, gets a couple blocks, 
and get the first down up to the 22-yard line. Nice gain of 13 yards for Brian Jenkins on the shovel pass, and I think Coach Shanley pulled that one from Coach Brom's playbook. That was the exact same play. Coach Brom likes to run to Rondell Moore, and Coach Shanley did the same to Brian Jenkins as Jenkins drops the pass this time on the wide receiver screen. And Maj, you already know what I'm about to say. You probably could have caught that one. <laughs> that, was, that was a rare drop there by Jenkins. It was right in his hands. And uh, that was one the former wide receiver and now sports director could have made the catch. <laughs> and Grimes was quickly pressured and brought down. Skyler Tolliver there on the play for the Bronx, for the Millers. Tolliver's third stack of the season. And it's going to be third and long, third and 13 for the Broncos. Grimes in the shotgun. Three wide receivers to his right, one to his left. He takes the snap, drops back, has time, throws deep, has a man, Jenkins, and is a little bit ahead of him, about a couple yards ahead, but Jenkins had him all beat and had nothing but green, but Grimes, a little too much mustard on the throw, and an empty drive for the Broncos, and they're going to be forced to punt deep in their own territory with 1.19 to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, I think we're going to see another possession start inside Bronco territory here. It'll be punting from their own 19. And they need a good punt here from Brian Jenkins, and this shows you the value of special teams. Jenkins takes a snap. A nice punt. A high punt. And Noblesville's a great punt still rolling. And even it's still rolling. What a punt by Brian Jenkins. Got a little bit of luck on the bounce. But a great punt. Wow. Went from... The Broncos snapped it from their 21. Jenkins punted it from probably about the 10-yard line, and it rolls all the way into the Noblesville 15-yard line. That was a huge play. Yeah, from our own 19, that was a punt of 66 yards from Brian Jenkins. Exactly what we needed to flip the field. A huge play, and, and that shows you, like I was saying, the value of special teams and, and how big field position is in the game, and, and that's the farthest back. Noblesville has started all night long. So we'll see what's, what comes out of that big play by Brian Jenkins. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot uh, less pressure on the Broncos defense because the uh, end zone is right in their back pocket to start the possession. Yeah, they've had some had a lot of tough ones so far and we'll see if they're able to work with it. But a nice throw by Grimmel and a nice catch and run by number 13, Wyatt Blades for the Millers, and that's going to be a first and 10 out across the 30 to the 33-yard line. Nice nice play there by Grimmel to get Noblesville kind of a little bit of breathing room. Grimmel with two running backs in the backfield. He takes a snap, and there's a flag on the play, but he throws in a big hit there by Stephen Stephanie after the catch was already made by Jaden Barrett on the left side. But 
We'll see what the call is. Procedure. It's going to be a false start, illegal procedure by Noblesville. So they're going to bring it back five. So it'll be first and 15 at the 28-yard line. Noblesville's offense really been hampered by some miscues tonight and some bad penalties, some, you know, like, like the last drive had a chop block, and that's this time the false start kind of ruining the momentum a little bit and a couple of the bad snaps. You know, a few drives been ruined by some tough miscues for the Noblesville offense. Forty-eight point four seconds to go here in the third quarter. Rammel takes a snap. He rolls out toward his left. Now sets up in the pocket. Nice punt blocking. Now under a little pressure, and Kyle White chases him out of bounds. And nice coverage by the Broncos. Rammel had a lot of time, but was not able to find anybody. Like you said, a sack made by the coverage. A coverage sack there by the Broncos defense. There was nobody open downfield, and Grimmel had no choice and was chased down. Nice play on the pursuit by Kyle Wyatt to force the third and very or the second and very long for the Millers. Kyle Wyatt's second sack on the season. Take the snap. Grimmel throws short. And a nice play. No, he escapes the tackle, but gets still a loss of two on the play. Lucas Williams made the catch for Noblesville. And Derek Price made the tackle for the Broncos. So it's going to be third and 25 for Noblesville. And they are going to let the clock run out here in the third quarter. We've got a battle here at Schumann Stadium. The Broncos defense trying to get the ball back to the offense. Noblesville with the third and 25 on their own 18, down seven. As we head into the fourth quarter, we'll take a one-minute break here on Jeff 92. I thought I was too old. I thought I was too young. I didn't think I had what it takes. How'd I find the time? I went into a music store and tried some percussion. Guitar. Ukulele. And before I knew it, I could actually play a song. Why make excuses when you can make music? Just play. This message brought to you by the NAM Foundation. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. to go, win or go home. 
Grandma takes the snap, drops back. Under pressure, and the Broncos make the play. Nice play there. DeMarco Cross, another big play for the Broncos. Junior defensive lineman. And Noblesville is going to have to punt it deep in their own territory. Now at the at their own 15-yard line is where it's going to be snapped from. Yeah, fortunately, the Broncos, they're you know, bringing the pressure again when they're trying to go deep. There's a flag on the field. And it's a punt. Rolls. Jeff brought some substitutions in late. Yeah, I think two guys ran onto the field. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had 12 guys at least on the, at that point. But they'll probably decline it because they, they had a nice roll on the punt. Yeah, the Noble, both punters making some big punts here in this one. You know, I think you get to a point here where the Broncos just, uh, all they need to do is they just need to start, you know, doing what they're doing and keep being aggressive. You know, I, I want to say a little bit, it seems like here they've been, you know, a little timid. Maybe the play calling wasn't as aggressive as it wasn't in the first half. Broncos really need to get something out of this drive, either drive deep into Noblesville territory or, or put some points and add on to the lead. They really need something out of this drive here to start the fourth quarter, 11-11 to go here in the ball game. Rhymes with trips to the right. Matthews alone on the left. He throws screen to Brian Jenkins and good coverage there by Noblesville and that's a big hit. Dalton Davis cleaning up Duty on Brian Jenkins. And Jenkins was forced to the inside, and Davis picked him up and planted him into the ground. Second and 14 for the Broncos at the 30-yard line. Zion, motion, Zion Austin in motion to the outside. Munoz with the carry up the middle. It's about five out to the 35, so it's going to be third and nine for the Broncos offense. Lock running out, 10-20 to go here in the ballgame. Third and 10, another big third down conversion unit here. Grimes takes the snap. Looks downfield, throws over the middle, way over and intercepted. That was Justin Johnson Sparks and a nice return for the Millers out into Bronco territory to the 30-yard line, and that was a big play made by the Noblesville defense, the experienced senior with his third interception of the season. And a miscue there by Maximus Grimes that looked like he was targeting Bishop Johnson, but under underthrew or overthrew Johnson and Justin Johnson Sparks was able to make the read and take off downfield. Nice return there by Johnson and good field position, very good field position to start this one for the Millers. Yeah, that was just, you know, trying to trying to rush and make a play instead of taking what's there. I know it was third and ten, but there was 
at a minimum double coverage there, if not three guys. Colombo takes the snap, fumbles it a little bit, and throws it out of bounds and incomplete. The snap was continued for Noblesville. We can use a few more of those. Second and 10 at the 29. Nate, this one's a little bit closer than the one we experienced at yeah, it feels, a couple it weeks ago. It feels a lot ago. different with uh, <laughs> one touchdown lead than... It's probably a little warmer, too. Oh, yeah, it's a lot <laughs> better in the inside of the press box and not on top of the press box. Handoff up the middle to Blevins. Blevins with a nice carry, and it's chased down from behind by Kyle Wyatt, but not before Blevins picked up the first down for the Millers into the Broncos' red zone, and is brought down and spotted at the 19-yard line. Looked like a designed draw there off the pass, off a, uh, off a drop, pass drop back. And the Broncos sent everybody back in coverage. Good job disguising it by the Millers. Grummel in the shotgun, running back to each side. The snap was low, and the Broncos able to make a play off of the miscue once again. As Grimmel had to take it himself up the middle and get tackled. Yeah, I think Jalen Monroe for yeah, a loss of one. I think that's one where you're looking at, you see that blitz, seven guys coming up the middle, and you're, I, I think you're, you're looking at an audible there. Yeah. Nate would probably have four audible plays on <laughs> ready yeah. to call it. I think he'd check out of it. Nate, Nate would have Patrick Mahomes ready ready to throw one down oh yeah. on that one. Definitely. The, the Broncos brought the engage eight defense that time. Probably when they're in the mesh uh, to Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Rumble drops back under pressure and is escapes a little bit, but it's finally cleaned up by the Broncos defense. Jalen Monroe forced him to move and a few Broncos, Peyton Price. Caden Souders and DeMarco Cross were there to clean up the mess and make a play. So it's going to be third and 15 for the Millers. Huge play here on third down. Yeah, fortunately for the Broncos tonight, you know, they're ba they've been able to go on passing downs with, with three or four guys rushing and be able to get in there and still, still bring pressure. Under eight minutes to go. Grimmel drops back. Throws the screen pass and nice play on the deflection by Britton Chandler, the big defensive, the big senior linebacker for the Broncos, and it's going to be fourth and long, fourth and 15 exactly for the Millers, and looks like they'll bring out the field goal unit to try to get a couple points out of this drive. Yeah, it looks like they had a screen right there, and generally you want to hold that block for at least a second, but nobody put a paw on Peyton Price and he was right up the middle. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't call the roughing the passer because after the play, uh, Peyton Price put his hands on the quarterback. So, was <laughs> surprised right there. If, there. if we're in the NFL, <laughs> that probably is yeah. a penalty. He didn't give him the pillow to play him down to the ground. And the field goal is up and through by Jack Knight. The 40-yard field goal kicked through by the senior kicker. And Noblesville backs on three. And it is a four-point game with 7.40 to go here in the fourth quarter from the shoe. We'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92. When I grow up, I want to be 
a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. In one place on a I want to be football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Fourth quarter, sectional football action here from the shoe. We've got a tight one as the Noblesville Millers just added on a field goal to cut it down to four. The Broncos getting ready to receive the kickoff. Yeah, Broncos with, you know, 43 passes tonight and about, you know, 26 rushes. Uh, you know, almost a, a two-thirds ratio there, pass to run. like to see more balance in it. I think when they had the balance earlier in the game, they were able to have their way and do what they wanted to because you, you're not guessing, you know, or you are, the defense is guessing what's going to mm -hmm. happen. But knowing a pass is most likely coming, they're able to prepare for it. And the kick rolls through the end zone for a touchback, and there's a Bronco down on the field. Looks does not look very pretty for the Broncos. Can't can't see who who it is yet, but Coach Clevenger, or Mr. Clevenger, the trainer, and a couple of the coaches out attending to him on the field. We'll take a one minute break here on Jeff 92. This is Josh Demel. We have a situation here. Our planet's endangered species are vanishing at an alarming rate. Connect the dots, and you'll discover. A this is just separates a buyer from a killer. In other words, if you travel abroad and buy an illegal wildlife product, you're paying for the life of an endangered animal. So please, don't do it. When the buying stops, the killing can too. For more information, visit wildaid.org. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep. We're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. We're back here on Jeff 92, Broncos leading the Noblesville Millers, 28-24, as Broncos take over on their own 20-yard line. Grimes with the carry up the middle on first down and gets a good gain of about five out to the 25-yard line and exactly a great way to start the drive for the Broncos. Yeah, I like to see us, you know, obviously burning clock, getting some good runs in here, and, you know, making this a... Run up the middle by Munoz out to about the 28. So it's going to be a third and two for the Broncos offense. Clock running, just about seven minutes to go here in the ballgame. Grimes takes the snap, hand off to Munoz. He finds a hole and gets through and gets the first down out to the 31-yard line. Nice job by Marquise Munoz. 
There, there was not much of a hole to run to, but I think Marquise made a hole on that one and was able to get that extra yard that he needed to break across the 30 and get get the first down. Yeah, there was a slight bit of an opening. It closed in very quickly, but Marquise hit it hard enough and was able to get across for the first down. And Grimes keeps it himself again on this one and is wrapped up for a loss. Forced out of bounds by Janik after the pressure from Cody Leach on that one. Quick update for you. The Harrison Raiders leading Huntington North 54 to 13. So it looks like the Raiders are going to move on to the sectional championship next week. In sectional 11, Warren Central leading Ben Davis 42-21 as well. Grimes. Goes over the middle a little too far ahead of Bishop Johnson, so it's going to be a third and 13 for the Broncos. Huge play coming up. Yeah, we just got to, you know, sit, sit in the sit in the pocket, let the play develop, and you know, and find your guy. We got got a lot of playmakers on this team. Yeah, it seems like we're almost rushing it every single time. Yeah, let's get rid of the ball. Also another update, CC leading Tri-County 40-16, to 16, so it looks like the Knights going to advance to another sectional champion, sectional finals as Coach Shanley and the Broncos call a timeout. 6.31 to go here in this one. Big play. And Coach Shanley wanted to talk to Grimes and his offense to figure out what they were going to do on this one. We're in the timeout. We'll take a quick break to thank our sponsors. This broadcast on Jeff 92 is made possible through generous financial help from the Jeff High School Athletic Department with assistance from the following individuals, businesses, and organizations. Senator Ron Alting, Allure Dental, Club Newtown, the Golden Broncos, the Jeff Athletic Booster, State Farm Group, Kirby Risk, Purdue Federal Credit Union, Franciscan Physician Network, Lafayette Orthopedic Clinic, the Mitchell Agency, Mayor Wazworski Murray Team, Hotbox Pizza, Rep Representative Sheila Klinker, the Athlete, Phillies, and Ivy Tech Community College, Jeff 92. Thanks all of them for their generous support. Here we go. Big third down and 13 for the Broncos. Trips to the right. No one out to the left side. Grimes swings it out to Munoz. Gets a couple blocks. Hits the sidelines. Plows through. And it's going to be close, but he's going to be marked a couple yards short as he was pushed out of bounds at the 39-yard line. So it's going to be about a fourth and three for the Broncos. Yeah, I don't think Coach is going to take a chance here. I think he's going to, you know, obviously you don't want to give him the ball, you know, on this side of the field. So let's hope for another... Brian Jenkins bomb over there and pin him inside the 20. Yeah, definitely got to play it smart here with the only four-point lead. Yeah, no, really no room to work with for the Broncos. If you give them, Noblesville's scored just about every time they've had good field position as the lead. He touched it. Oh. Big punt by Jenkins and looked like the returner Janik, who knows, Wyatt Blades touched it. But it doesn't matter anyways if the Broncos not able to come up and make the play. 
as it rolled out of bounds, but it still was a good punt by Jenkins and pins Noblesville deep back at their own 18-yard line, so good field position for the Broncos' defense to work with, and it's going to be a huge set, and we're going to see if really see what this Bronco defense is, is made of in this drive. It was interesting on that drive there, the guy that was rushing from the right side got got sealed and Brian could have ran around the right, or around our left side for about uh, 20 yards before he'd have been touched. Huge drive right here. Run up the middle for no gain. Luke Levin on the rush, stopped right at the line of scrimmage, so it's going to be second and 10 for Noblesville. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a you know, steady dose of Levin's and, and the quarterback either keeping it or getting sacked. And, you know, they haven't really involved number 10 other than one 19-yard run that he had. Very surprising that, it, that he hasn't been involved anymore. Rebel takes a snap, throws right side, complete to Wyatt Blades, and a nice catch and run by Blades against the sideline and gets the first down across the 30 to the 32-yard line. Noblesville moving a change and getting some things started on the offensive side of things. Now under 5.30 to go here in this game. Another update, North Central leading Hamilton Southeastern, 28 to 12 in their sectional semifinal. Grimmel takes a snap, throws deep, has a man, and it falls incomplete. Good coverage as Steven Stephanie was going step by step with Blades on the sideline. And Quentin Stephanie was also there to help make a play. So it's going to be second and 10 for the Millers. Grimmel, 9 for 18 on the night, 86 yards. Not counted in that as about the other nine times that he was sacked, I think. But <laughs> yeah, Grimmel's had a rough night against Avon two weeks ago. It took a lot of sacks, and it's taken a lot of them tonight by the Broncos as another out route complete to Blades on the right sideline. And Stephanie knocked him out of bounds. Steven Stephanie knocked him out of bounds at the 39. So it's going to be third and short, exactly third and three to be exact for the Millers. Christian, we've got we've got Big John working on exciting the crowd down there. <laughs> there <laughs> he is, pumped up for this big third down right here. And the Broncos defense making a huge play. And who else would it be but Brenton Chandler, the senior linebacker, flying right through that hole in the line and cleaning up, making a huge play on third down and forcing the Millers to punt it away. Christian, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a lot of credit on that, on that play to Big John. I think he incited <laughs> the crowd, excited the Broncos yes. defense, and they were able to make a play. You, you can't put a price on the... Uh, you know, get it, getting the crowd involved in the, in the excitement of the players on the sideline. Yeah, I had the nice article there by Sam King on uh, Big John, and, and I know Big John personally, and it was, it was nice to see that and see him get the attention that he got from the article. And, and uh, 
like you said, he incited a lot of energy, and I think he especially incited a lot of energy in the Britain Chandler on that play as he came absolutely flying and making that nice tackle on the play. There was absolutely nowhere Levins could go as Britton Chandler was coming in full speed, but Noblesville with a great punt. Both teams trading great punts yeah. here lately in this game as the Broncos will start on their own 10-yard line. I, I was uh, surprised to see Quentin and, uh, and Price pass on catching that. I think they could have caught it. We could have had the ball to 25 instead of letting it roll to the 10. Grimes takes the snap, throws right side to Jenkins on the screen and gets a solid gain of about five out to the 15-yard line. And there is a final. Carmel defeats Westfield 28-7, so they now await the winner of this one to see if they will be coming here to the shoe or heading to, or hosting, I believe, Noblesville next week. About 3.30 left to go in this one. Second and five at the 15 for the Broncos. Grimes takes it himself up the middle and gets a gain of maybe one before he's met at the line of scrimmage. Dalton Davis, the big lineman making the play for Noblesville. It's going to be third and four at the 16. Three minutes to go. Yeah, surprised to see him not, not give that ball to Marquise and let him, let him run somebody over there. Big play right here. If the Broncos are able to get the first down, it's going to be huge. They're going to be able to run off a lot of clock. It looks like Coach Stanley is going to run it all the way down to one before calling the timeout. So he does call a timeout. 2.39 to go in this one. We've got a battle here at Schumann Stadium. Broncos 28, Millers 24. We'll take a 30-second break here on Jeff 92. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Here from Schumann Stadium. We're nearing the end of this one. Broncos leading, holding on to a lead, 28-24 to 24 here against the Noblesville Millers. Broncos with a huge third down play right here, third and four at their own 16-yard line. Grimes in the shotgun, Munoz to his left, two wide receivers to his left, one to his right. He tosses it over to Jenkins, and Jenkins gets across, gets the first down, and more, Brian Jenkins, off to the races, and he's free, he beats them all, Brian Jenkins down the sideline, touchdown Broncos, Brian Jenkins, 84 yards, and all the way to the house on fourth or third and four, and puts the icing on the cake in this one. 
34-24. The Broncos lead. That would give Brian three touchdown receptions on the night and 176 yards. Like I said before, that's not the first time we've seen that play. I think uh, Coach Coach Stanley's been watching closely these two <laughs> games. I think yeah. he might have had some chats with uh, Coach Brown asking him to see his playbook because that's the exact same play. You get Brian Jenkins there in motion, and and you get him at full speed. And he was flying and got that little shovel pass from Grimes and took off, and nobody was able to catch up to him on the sideline. And Marquez adds on the extra point, and the Broncos take a 35-24 lead over the Millers. Yeah, Christian, I mean, the, the issue there is they were, they were so concerned with stopping the nine-yard play that their whole defense was lined up across the field. And once he broke that first wall, there was nobody left. You know, Brian mm -hmm. was off to the races, and the, nobody's catching him. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's, you know, it's just like we said, you know, watching Purdue, like Purdue likes to do it. Coach Brown will have Ron Dale Moore go in motion, and, and you get him full speed, and you you have to pay at least a little bit of attention to him. And, and if you go too much on him, then you hit it off the middle to your running back, and and there's a big hole there. But, you know, if you don't pay attention to him and try to play it safe, that's a big play. And Jenkins showed it right there, 84 yards all the way to the house. Yeah, the wide receiver going, obviously, a yard or so in front of the quarterback essentially makes that little sh into a pass. So mm -hmm. it's a quick little shovel pass, more of a just, you know, literally a handoff, but, but, but it works out as a pass as you're make, putting it, in it into a forward direction. That would also give you know Maximus uh, close to 400 yards tonight. You know I'd I'd have him around 30 for 46 for about uh, 400. Nice clutch play by Brian Jenkins. Six different receivers tonight for the Broncos, uh, spreading it out. Matthews and Jenkins both over 100 yards. Marquez with the kick. It's going to be out of bounds, so Noblesville will get it at the 35 with 2.23 to go here in this game. So all three timeouts for Noblesville. If they, if they get a quick score, they could still be in this one, but they're going to really need some big plays. Looks like Noblesville's electing to push him back five yards and have, have him re-kick it again. I'd take the ball to 35, but... Yes, Noblesville wants... Noblesville thinks they can get a big kick return out of it. If they're putting all their money on at least getting to the 35-yard line on this return. Probably thinking in the back of their minds, hoping that they could maybe even get a return on a return for a touchdown on this one. Marquez sprints up and kicks it into the ground. Whistle dead. The 
Broncos didn't have everyone on the field, only had 10, I think. Actually, I think they only had, I don't know how many they had. Yeah, they only had 10 because the second, Burton Chandler and Derek Matthews walked out on the field, but now Jeff Chandler stays out. There was not a penalty, though. There. The refs must have looked dead before Marquez kicked it away. So let's take three on the kickoff. <laughs> And the kick is away, and he throws it towards the sidelines, and they're going to lose yardage trying to do a little trickery as Zach Gruber tried to throw it out to, I believe it was Wyatt Blades. That was out on the left sideline, but Gruber was at the 30 and probably would have gotten at least to the 35 or 40, but... On the throw, five yards back, they lose five, and Blades was tackled at the 25-yard line and lucky to keep possession of it, too. Yeah, obviously you're hoping you, you, you run a couple yards this direction, the whole kickoff team's coming towards you, and if you can get it to a guy over there, um, you know, maybe they could run a long way. Uh, seen that work in the NFL a time or two. Music City Miracles is the one that comes to mind. <laughs> First and 10, Noblesville, Grimmel. Unleashes, and it's intercepted by the Broncos. John L. King with the pick, and that most likely puts the nail into the coffin. There's a flag on the play, and King is down on the field. Now gets up and limps off, probably. And and multiple flags now on the field. And now, looks like King is down on the field. Coach, or Mr. Clevenger attending to him. And Coach Conk and the Broncos coaching staff motioning the guys to stay back in the sidelines. And there's, yeah, I'm not sure if there was some extracurricular activity there. It looks like, you know, Stephanie came back uh, from that play. There's a, a coach had to run out and pull him back, so I don't know if he was getting into it with somebody or... Was a personal foul on both sides. Yeah, they are offsetting penalties. So 2.05 to go here in the fourth quarter. Broncos leading 35 to 24. Taking possession after the interception by John L. King as Grimmel overthrew the receiver and King as well as another Broncos defender, I believe. Was it Garrett Price also? In yeah, Price was right there with it. Yeah, Price and King both in coverage, and King was able to come up with a pick. First and ten. I think there were offsetting penalties, and then there was an unsportsmanlike conduct uh, last extra against the Broncos. Takes it back to 15. So we'll start it 
at the 15. First and 10 Broncos, and Noblesville still with three timeouts. So first down or two will probably finish this one for the Broncos. Yeah, you're going to see either some, some quick, you know, for sure passes or it uh, looks like they're, you know, they're in a spread. I wouldn't doubt to see, a, you know, quarterback draw here, spread the field out, let Maximus run it. Right up the middle by Marquise Munoz out to the 20, to the 20-yard line, gain of. Five yards. Five. Marquise with, you know, 20 rushes, 93 yards on, on the evening. Noblesville calls their first time out of the half. So 156 to go here in this one. 35-24 Broncos. So what do, you, what do you guys think? I think to me, one more first down and, and the Broncos got this one in the bag. Yeah, you've got two, you know, timeouts left for Noah. Obviously, I think, you know, with minute 56, yeah, once you get that next first down, you got three more plays. Yeah, that that would put it away for sure. I think almost an, the only way Noah's would come back is if they got like a pick six here and then got like the onside. Yeah. It'd be like, that'd be a miracle to come back. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be tough to pull off all of those, but you never know. You never know. I've seen some crazy things in football games in, in my lifetime, so we're not going to say it's over just yet. We'll just, we'll call it as it is for now. Minute 56 to go here in the fourth quarter. Broncos 35, Millers 24. Grimes in the shotgun. Hands it off to Munoz. Munoz Takes it up the middle, and it's going to be close. It's going to be short about a half a yard. Yeah, it looks like about third and one. Yeah, took it out to about the 24-yard line. going to be about half a yard short of the first down. No one's going to let the clock go on this one. First down here, and looks like it'll be a ball game. Grimes letting some time run off the play clock. Minute 11 now, and Coach Shanley's going to call a timeout to let the play clock run down as much as they can. So a minute 10 left in this one. The Broncos use their final timeout. 35-24, they lead. Third and one. Yeah, you're going to come out here. You're going to, you know, look at how they've been lining up lately against you in different formations. You're either going to, you know, go at this point less than a yard or less than a yard. I would I would probably go with the quarterback sneak. You know, uh, it's possible you could see, uh, you know, Marquise going uh, from the run as well if they're in the shotgun. Need about half a yard. In this one. The, the guys on the chain gang, the, the yard mark, the ball marker is about 
standing right next to the first down marker there. Yeah, we're, we're just shy of getting to the 25, so I think you're going to see you know, Marquise up the middle here. Marquise does get it up the middle and gets it across for the first down out to the 30-yard line and move the chains. A minute five now to go and running for the Broncos, and it looks like they're going to put the icing on the cake. That gives Marquis 25 rushes for 104, and that is the ball game. Now under a minute to go, looks like the Broncos going in victory formation. Grimes, they are in the victory formation. Grimes steps back, takes a knee, and Noblesville calls a timeout. 29.4 seconds to go. I guess they think uh, they got enough time with 29 seconds to go. They think they got enough time to maybe score 11 points in 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, it would have made sense if they'd have called it, you know, before, but it doesn't yeah, really like make would, sense. Yeah, like, what coach be saying to the team <laughs> right now, like, uh, you guys are going to get 11, 11 points fast? They're somehow going to get a turnover on the uh, on the knee, and uh, they're going to run over Grimes when he goes to kneel it, and he's going to fumble it. They're going to take it back for a touchdown and and then some more. So, uh, yeah, not a well, we only have one timeout left, so we take a knee, then it's third down, they call a timeout, and then when you take a knee on third down, it's over. So yeah, it really doesn't make sense. Just making making a few more minutes until they get to head home, so I mean. They must like the, the turf down there in the Bronco. <laughs> Second and 13 for the Broncos. Grimes takes the knee. Another timeout. And Noblesville calls another timeout. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they want to prolong this one as much as they can. Yeah, you know, just want to give their seniors an extra minute of their season, I guess. <laughs> So next week, it looks like the Carmel Greyhounds will be coming to Schumann Stadium for the sectional championship. It will be an interesting matchup. The Broncos ranked fifth in Class 6A, the Greyhounds number three. And uh, Carmel coming into our house this time as we had to travel down to Carmel um, last season. And we it, the first half was close. And then, you know, the second half just had a few miscues, and Carmel capitalized off of those, and, you know, we just weren't able to come out on top. But going to be an interesting matchup next week, Carmel with with some big big dogs on the defense, Bo Robbins and a few others they have um, over on that side of the ball. And then their offense has had a lot of success so far this season as well. So it's going to be an interesting game here at Schumann Stadium. And Grimes takes the knee, and Noblesville doesn't have any more timeouts to call. So that is going to be the game. The clock will run down, and your Broncos are advancing to the sectional four championship 
next week here at Schumann Stadium against the number three, Carmel Greyhounds. Yeah, I mean, you had a, you know, a, a solid night by the Broncos. Uh, it was nice to see them, uh, you know, have, you know, Marquise back at it, you know, at, at 100%, 25 rushes, about 104 yards or so. Maximus, uh, 30 to for 46, about 400 yards. Uh, Matthews and Jenkins both over 100. Jenkins, three touchdowns. Zion Austin with four catches and a touchdown for 68 yards. And, and, and Marquise with another five receptions for 63. So, obviously, I think to have a, you know, to, to be able to be in that game and, and have that chance to win that sectional championship, that's exactly what you're going to need. You're going to need multiple players making plays. And, and make it difficult for, for Carmel to, to key on a run, on a pass, or on a particular receiver. It's going to be a fun week next week against Carmel. Nate, what are your thoughts on the game? Well, I mean, I only got to watch the second half, but <laughs> I mean, it was exciting because it was finally a close one that I got to do on the radio, and it wasn't just a blowout, so it was interesting to be able to watch the Broncos fight for the win tonight. It wasn't just relaxing and watching them score a touchdown every possession. It was a nice game. It came down to the wire. And the Broncos able to make some big plays down the stretch and come out on top, finishing as 35-24 to 24 victors over the Noblesville Millers. And, Dad, you gave the stats for us, right? Or yeah, I did. That's true. So we're, we're good here on Jeff 92. Once again, final score, Broncos 35, Millers 24. The Broncos moving on to face the Carmel Greyhound next week in the sectional championship here from Schumann Stadium. Thanks for tuning in, and good night here on Jeff 92. Broadcasting an eclectic mix of oldies from the epicenter of Jefferson High School, this is Jeff 92.